Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc uh today is uh, Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry, I was distracted by a uh, sound outside that I couldn't tell if it was coming from outside or in here. It sounded like it was in my headphones, but no. I don't know what that is. kind of sounds like a car, but it kind of sounds like a motorcycle, but it kind of sounds like a lawnmower. I don't know. Anyway, so welcome, everybody. Not that it matters to you. It's not like the mics are picking it up. But uh, sometimes I feel like I can hear everything, and sometimes I feel like I can't hear much of anything. I have so much hearing damage. Uh, Let's see. Melanie in the chat room asks, was it a stabby kind of sound? Well, I didn't hear anyone shrieking. I assume that's what one does when they're stabbed. They shriek. I've never been stabbed, and I've never stabbed anyone, so I'm not sure exactly what happens, but... I've seen movies where there's stabbing and that seems to be shrieking and yelling and, you know, hey, why are you stabbing me? That's not nice. Uh, which, and by the way, uh, kids, uh, if you're listening, that's not nice. You should not, uh, don't, 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 don't stab people. So throw that out there. We have a call. Let's see who's on the line. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Paul. Paul E.C., how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. Good. Uh, Listen, I just wanted to chime in before you started uh, your show that, um, well, first of all, the sad news is is that you will not be at Retro Spectrum Radio tomorrow night for the first time since it started airing in 2010. That is correct. That is correct. 
It's unfortunate, but hey, it happens. I understand. I mean, look at Randlett for Christ's sake. Anyway, mm. I uh, wanted to uh, just put it out there that if uh, our boy Ron is listening, he can uh, have the desk on uh, on Friday night if he wants. Wow, how about that? That's uh, I'm so, so you're not going to offer it to uh, Dan Randall of Dan Randall and the Randlets or uh, DJ Steve? You're gonna you're gonna offer it to Ron. No. Yeah, no, I need those. I need those two guys in front of me. I need to stare at them. So when I'm talking to them, so uh, ah. well, except for Dan, I can't see Dan because the monitor blocks him. But right? No, no, no. Yeah, um, Ron can uh, have the desk. Well, the big guy at the desk. Yes, absolutely. Only thing is, though, he doesn't. Uh, the times that he's been on, he doesn't stay for the whole show. So that means you might uh, have an empty desk at one point in the later in the evening. Well, I mean, even if it, that's the thing, that's why I'm giving it to, to Ron, because even if the desk were empty, I have a strong premonition those two guys wouldn't budge from their chairs anyway. <laughs> uh, I understand. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dan looks all comfy on the couch, and uh, uh, DJ Steve likes to sit right over there next to those windows. So, Well, what it is, I think, is DJ Steve takes comfort in being uh, right next to the giant cardboard Peter Whitehead. You think that's what it is? I think he has uh, a great disdain about the feeling of having to sit on the couch with Dan. So You think that's what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not very tall, that couch, you know, I mean, he's not a tall guy. So that couch right. isn't that couch isn't really made for short people anyway, you know. Right. And besides, you don't want to sit next to Dan anyway because with the clothing that he wears, he just you would be invisible. You know what I mean? Uh, why? Because you can't help but you, your your eyes are just naturally drawn to Dan because of his clothes, right? Because of the flashy clothes he wears. You mm -hmm. know, it's just he he the attention would get drawn right on him with his fancy shirts and shoe matching shoes and mm -hmm. his denim pants that have the rips of them but have fake leopard spandex underneath them. You know, you you your attention is drawn on that, right? Right. By the way, yeah, uh, Mel so. Melanie in the chat room says, uh, I just uh, did a great uh, public service announcement when I said, uh, hey, kids, don't stab people. How do you feel that? Uh, how do you feel about that, Paul? Are you pro-stab or anti-stab? Where do you fall on no, that? No, I'm anti-stab, I'm anti and yeah. I like the PSA that you did because it's concise and right to the point, and, you right. know, we move on. You Thank you. I mean? Thank you. Yeah, you know, I don't do a lot of moralizing about it. I don't, uh, you know, uh, get into a whole big thing. I just uh, I keep it nice and simple and direct. Hey, kids, don't stab people. I mean, think about that. Not only is that brilliant, Thank you. but that could also fit on bumper stickers. Mm -hmm. It could fit on T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so forth. Yeah, well, you know what it comes down to, Paul, and the reason I, I offer those kinds of uh, public service announcements is uh, it, it comes down to one thing. I'm here to help. That's right. Well, you're helping me quite a bit. In fact, I'm going to go down to the jewelry store right now and get myself a nice tennis bracelet, uh -huh. and I'm going to have that engraved on my tennis bracelet. Hey, kids, don't stab people. Very nice. I mean, I don't know who's going to see it unless they get right up to, oh, my God, what if somebody gets right up close to the tennis bracelet bracelet uh, to read it, and in the process they're, like, uh, stabbing you? Well, well, maybe they'll reconsider about halfway through. Right, that's true. It could save your life. That's right. Hmm. All right, Matt. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's all I got. You have, a, you have a nice day, and we'll see you next Friday night. All right, sounds good, Paul. Thank you for the call. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Paulie C. from Retro Spectrum Radio with
Pauly C uh, every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. here on WMNH 95.3 FM. And our friend Ron is on the line. Hi, Ron. Yeah, maybe I'll go get a tattoo. I'll have that tattooed on my arm. Oh, getting a tattoo, that's like uh, being stabbed over and over again with a little needle. It's like uh, like a, a, and a series of, uh, of miniature stabbings. You know, I was listening to the AM radio the other day, and I heard something that affected me. Um, you know, I don't know how other people think of it, but if I was ever really, truly ever going to get a tattoo, the song that they were singing on the, on the late night radio station, um, part of the lyrics were, he gave me his first breath, I'll give him my last. And I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, doesn't exactly roll off the tongue like, hey, kids, don't stab people, but it's pretty cool. By the way, Ron, I'll share, I'll share something about me that's uh, odd and unusual, and I know everyone is going, what? How can anything be odd and unusual about Matt Connerton? There's a few things I can assure you, but one of them is, because you mentioned tattoos, so I'm a musician. I've played in a lot of bands. I've played in some metal bands, some pretty heavy stuff, and yet... I never in my life, I've never gotten a tattoo. I don't have one single tattoo, and I've never had any kind of a piercing. I've never even gotten an ear pierced, which is, for a musician, that is highly unusual. Yeah, pretty cool, I guess, yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not saying it because I think it's pretty cool. I just think it's something unique about me because you never meet a well, musician I mean, who doesn't I, at least have an ear. It's cool, but I mean unique, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's ironic in a sense. I, I kind of, uh, you know, because people get tattoos and piercings you know because they want to kind of stand out a little bit but in when it well, comes there's to a, there's always tomorrow we can fill you up full of holes and yeah. color you an ink you know there's but, always when it, tomorrow. but when it comes to playing in a metal band i'm actually the one who stands out by not having any of that maddie i turned on at uh like a couple two seconds late and um I heard my name for sure for Pauly. I don't mm-hmm. know what that led to, but mm-hmm. is Paul not going to be on the air this Friday? Did no. I, did I just hear that a second ago? He will be on tomorrow night as usual. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow, uh, which leads to a, a little, uh, just a programming note in a moment. But uh, So I will not be here tomorrow. So Paul was inviting you to be on the program tomorrow night, and he said, if you would like to be on the show tomorrow night, he will give you the desk. You will have the honor. Uh, I, I would love to be there, and I'll be there, but I don't want to. You know, I'm nervous as it is. I don't want to be sitting at that desk. You, that sir, looks like a Steve desk to me. You must rise. This is your moment. This is your moment, Ron, to rise to the occasion and to sit at the desk. Imagine the honor of sitting in the desk, sitting at sitting in the desk, sitting at the desk in in the chair that I usually occupy on Friday nights. I mean, just think of it, Ron. This is a big deal. I am not worthy. Uh, well, I've, of course. I mean, who would be? But Ron, the uh, offer has been extended. Um, uh, Paul, Paulie C. Yeah, says, I'll definitely uh, be there. I, I look forward to it. I, uh, mm. I'm bumming that you're not going to be there. Um, although you don't say a whole lot, you know, but that's all right. You're still there. Well, Paul even says in the chat room, the person at the desk is seen the least. So, so it's, it's a low pressure gig in that sense, but, but high pressure in that you will be at the desk. And I'll be there till the end. I'll stay there till closing. Wow. Well, very nice. See, you're already stepping up. That's the least I can do. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. Oh, all right. Dynamite. Looking forward to it. All right. all right. I just hope uh, Paul doesn't accidentally call you Matt all evening. 
But uh, then again, uh, he, he can call me Matt. I'll, I'll still respond. He used to call me Rick. So, you know. Yeah. Was it Rick well, or Bruce? Call me anything you want. Oh, well. Well, there are some things he can't call you on the air, Ron. Uh, we do have to follow FCC rules, of course. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I so, have to follow those rules, too. So, I, you know, <laughs> so he can't literally call you anything uh, he wants to, but uh, there are some well, limitations. True, yeah, yeah. Depending on what you call me, it might change what I have to say, and I could we could both end up in trouble. Right, exactly. And things just spiral out of control from there. So don't let us down when yeah, you're at the desk. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right, listen, I'm looking for some good news. I'm going to hang up, and uh, let's see where the day where the day goes. All right, Ron, thank oh, you. Did for... I say Dago? I didn't mean to say Dago. That's quite all right. You said well. You you said day goes. So okay. Well, yeah, day goes. That's, that's right. That's right. Not necessarily good. All right. All right, Ron. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. There we go. There we go. That's right. Uh, another public service announcement, kids. Don't stab anybody, and uh, try to avoid uh, uh, any sort of ethnic slurs, even if they're accidental uh, in nature. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, so a uh, quick uh, programming note. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow uh, for this program or for Paul's show. Uh, I will be back on Tuesday. So uh, Monday is a holiday anyway, July 4th. Uh, and uh, so uh, I don't think the morning show will be on either on Monday. It'll be, I assume it'll be a, a classic episode of the morning show and a best of of this program, but uh, which is uh, usually how that works, but it'll be a best of this program tomorrow as well. So uh, I will be off uh, uh, tomorrow and I'll be off Monday and back on Tuesday. Um, I have some, uh, some things to deal with uh, some business matters. I'm actually um, it's, it's rare that you'll hear me say something like this, but I've got so much going on. It's become a bit overwhelming. Um, nothing bad. It's all business related stuff, but, trying to trying to do uh 10 things at once um and i can only uh you know <laughs> i'm just uh i'm 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 burnt i'm toast anyway so i got some things to work on um so i'm going to take uh just a very very mini uh summer vacation so i'll be off tomorrow and i'll be off on monday and i'll be back on tuesday but of course uh the morning show will be on tomorrow uh, of course with the great peter white and then in the evening retrospective radio will still be on and then, uh, and then I think everybody's off on Monday for the holiday, and then, uh, and then we're back Tuesday. So anyway, that's uh, that's what is up with that. So um, yeah, and I I really really hate to miss the show. It kills me to miss the show. But um, it's just uh, there's a lot uh, there's a lot going on. Um, if you've been to, I don't I don't go out of my way to mention it uh, because um, you know I'm not really. Uh, I'm not encouraged uh, to talk about my my business here uh, on the show uh, when I'm on the air at WMNH. But um, if you've uh, looked at the um, if you happen to be someone who's looked at the uh, websites that I operate, not uh, mattconnerton.com, but the other ones, uh, you might kind of have an idea of uh, some of what I've been working on recently and these these uh, projects that I'm trying to uh, complete. And um, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I even posted something about it last night. I, I said uh, on Facebook, and I was being very vague. I was vague booking. I think that's what the young people call it. I said, "Got a big, uh, got a big uh, uh, website project. I got to get done in uh, two hours. Can I do it?" And and uh, no, I did not uh, complete it in two hours. 
it was uh, more than I could get done in two hours. So anyway, the point being, uh, got a lot going on and I'm overwhelmed. And uh, hopefully uh, this, uh, not hopefully, this will be the last time uh, in the year uh, 2022 that I uh, take any time off that is not, you know, I mean, obviously there's some time off that is mandatory. You know, we have a, during the holidays every year between uh, uh, Christmas and New Year's, for example, obviously we, we that's mandatory time off that we don't uh, do any live shows here. Obviously the station is still on the air. It's just repeats and best ofs during that time. But, uh, but this will be the, um, this will be the last time in 2022 that I say, hey, I'm not going to be here uh, on a, a particular uh, day that I was otherwise, that I otherwise would be here. So <sighs> there you go. I wish I could say more, but I can't. Okay. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, uh, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. We'll say hello to everyone in there in a moment. But the best thing to do is uh, give us a call at 603-250-6007. We do have someone who's going to be joining us today. Uh, I'm going to let it be a surprise. I can think of it is Thursday. So there is someone who in the past has often joined us on a Thursday. Is it that person? Hmm. I'll let you wonder. But you'll find out uh, when they arrive. Let's say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Oh, actually, we'll grab this call first. There was some, uh, then we got to get to some some news items, but we'll see who's on the line here. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Dave Ridley. Hey, Dave Ridley. What's up? Uh, Paulie C, he's like, he, he has like, it's like, does he have a network? Is that what that is? Does he have a network? Yeah, is it like a music network? He has a radio show called Retro Spectrum Radio, which airs every Friday night from 7.30 to 10 p.m. here at WMNH. Okay, cool. Uh, so you may want to ask him about this next time uh, he's on the on the air with you. Uh, I just heard this today, but it was just, it was just an advertisement on a talk radio show mm-hmm. uh, that they were saying that the feds are going to try. It sounded like the feds, the government, kind of, probably the feds. Um, we're going to try to impose a new tax on people for playing music on radio stations. Well, uh, Dave Ridley, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually the real reason uh, I'm not going to be here for a few days. Uh, I was arrested uh, recently uh, by the feds, and uh, I'm going to be serving time over the weekend for playing music on the uh, radio. <laughs> no, I'm just it's ki- possible that it won't apply to your station since maybe you're, I don't know, I'm maybe just- you guys are nonprofits. I'm just kidding. It's a community station, right? Well, uh, I don't know anything about. So, what what is this? What would the tax be? I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, I, like I said, I, I don't have internet right now. I just heard it on the radio, uh, and uh, so I just I didn't I wasn't recording or anything like this. I just don't have any way of verifying. I'm really more asking about it than I am necessarily reporting that it happened. I just that's just what I heard. I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard anything about this. I'm going to uh, Google it really quickly. Tax on radio stations playing music because I haven't heard a thing about this. I mean, obviously, you know, radio stations have to play the, uh, the for you know, pay for the uh, licensing to play music, of course, if you're on uh, FM terrestrial radio or if you're on internet radio, of course, although internet radio is, is still very much the wild west of radio. 
Uh, okay, here's what I got. At the behest of the big record labels, legislation has been introduced in Congress to impose a new performance fee or tax on local radio broadcasters simply for airing music on the radio. Ironically, radio is the number one promotional tool for record labels and performers. Oh, boy. Well, uh, hopefully this doesn't uh, go anywhere because uh, the radio industry certainly doesn't need any new uh, financial burdens. That's for sure. So Yeah, well, it's just, you know, the latest in, in a series of grievances we have in New Hampshire that have led some of us to push for independence. That's, you know, Dave, uh, you might have won me over with that. Uh, I think that if uh, WMNH is going to have to pay a tax for playing music, I say uh, it's time we secede uh, from the union. But now I would say, though, I would say it seems to me there is a risk. What if we secede from the union and uh, whatever uh, form the uh, government of New Hampshire uh, uh, takes as a uh, as an independent uh, entity? What if uh, what if the uh, New Hampshire government says uh, we're going to uh, tax radio stations? What happens then? Well, then uh, at least you're dealing with an institution that you can sort of control, right? We have we still have democracy in New Hampshire to a large extent. I don't know if they really. I don't know if you can really say they have that in Washington. I just uh, I would be uh, you know it would be terrible. Right. So say uh, say we secede from the uh, United States and then but then the United States never does get around to passing legislation to tax radio stations. But then we find out that this new New Hampshire government, that's going to be the sole way of collecting revenue. They're just going to tax radio stations. I'll tell you, I I would be Dave, I'm going to be honest with you. I would be a little bit bitter in a in a situation like that, a little bit bitter. I think the the thing that says it all to me about how different the feds are from the state government and how much more benign the state government is, uh, in 2006, I did identical demonstrations inside the IRS office at Nashua and the Department of Revenue office in uh, Concord. So the state tax, the, the federal taxing office and the state taxing office, right? Uh, identical institutions, except they're federal and state. Identical, identical protests. I was just standing in there with a sign. The, the state government office, the, the, uh, the head of the Department of Revenue Administration came out, shook my hand, and answered my questions, and then went back into his office. <laughs> and, and then uh, the, when I was at the IRS office, when I did the same thing, mm-hmm. they had me arrested. Arrested for what? Standing in the IRS office with a sign and handing out flyers. Oh, uh, they frown upon that in that establishment, uh, apparently. The charge, yeah, the charge was, uh, I, I forget the exact statute number, it's uh, distribution of handbills is what I was charged with. Mm-hmm. Wow. You can actually be charged? So what happened What uh, with that after you were charged? They didn't initially arrest me. They they sent Homeland Security to my home, <laughs> and they issued, a, uh, they issued a $125 fine, a ticket. Yeah. And uh, th- then uh, we kept we went to court for a year. I kept they kept dragging me back into court because I kept refusing to pay it. And then eventually they just gave me four days in jail for refusing to pay the ticket. Oh my God! You spent four days in jail. Correct. They uh, they shipped me off to Massachusetts in a you know a, a, a van, and uh, they stuck me in a Massachusetts prison, uh, and I was forced to go 
I mean, it was complicated. But like they, like they, I wouldn't give them my information, you know, so they wouldn't let me have clothes. <laughs> and they stole my glasses. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, that's terrible. They eventually, they eventually gave them back. Oh, that's nice of them. Wow. Wow, jeez, I had no idea. So you, you, you wow. You, so you were in a, uh, wow, jeez. Well, I was naked. I was naked in a room with women outside. <laughs> um, so the women, like I said, female guards, like out there, and I could barely see them. The world was pretty blurry. Yeah. Uh, but I could tell I didn't have any clothes. They gave me like a paper thing, a paper thing I could put on, kind of like a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was quite an experience. Now, did you feel uh, did you feel humiliated by that, or uh, or were you actually kind of into it? <laughs> no, it was humiliating. Okay, but I, it well, wasn't like you never it know. wasn't like I was card for life or anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's that's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, wow. I'll tell you what. Um, well, hey, at least you didn't have to pay the fine. Right. That's what I thought. You know, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, when they start coming at me for the fine how do i should i pay this fine if i do if i don't pay the fine i could lose my job because i don't know when i'm going to jail uh how do i handle this and eventually just as that epiphany you know as long as i haven't paid the fine i haven't lost no matter what else happens as long as i don't pay the fine uh they don't win Mm -hmm. well you showed them dave literally i don't know I don't think they were ever knocked out of power. <laughs> well, but, you know, the next time I went and did it, the next time I went and handed out flyers at their building, they didn't arrest me. Right. Well, they, they probably uh, they probably figured, uh, you know, we already, we've already we already seen him nude. What else can we do to him at this point? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, Dave, uh, I do appreciate, uh, sincerely, I appreciate you bringing this uh, to our attention, though, about the, uh, the potential uh, tax on uh, radio stations. Uh, I did find another article that uh, we're going to look at uh, quickly. But uh, any uh, any anything you want to plug uh, before you go? Well, I mean, it's it's nice to be able to call a, a little bit more on topic because <laughs> you guys like to talk about music. I like to talk about politics, and uh, so I, you know, I'm sorry I can't talk about music more. But at least this is related. No, I mean, you know, this is uh, this is a political talk show uh, m- primarily. I mean, it's. You know, it's a mix of uh, politics, music, and uh, humor, and uh, pretty much in that order, actually. So, uh, but uh, it's nice when things uh, intersect. Uh, do you want to plug uh, NH Exit or uh, the Ridley Report or something? Or uh, yeah, NHExit.us because if Ukraine deserves independence, so does New Hampshire. <laughs> All right, Dave Ridley, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Stay safe. You're welcome, somebody. All right, bye bye. All right, uh, Dave Ridley of uh, the Ridley Report. Uh, that is interesting. I did find an article ab- about this. This is uh, this is a real thing, absolutely. Um, you know, not to uh, not to sound like I'm trying to to one up uh, Dave Ridley, but uh, I was once uh, in a uh, Turkish prison for uh, six months. I can't uh, I I can't uh, speak about uh, what it was, uh, what the reason was, but it was during the. Uh, Clinton administration, you know, they started that uh, practice of extraordinary rendition where they just uh, ship you off uh, uh, places. And uh, I also was left uh, nude in a uh, a jail cell. But uh, in my case, uh, I did not have glasses because I have uh, near perfect vision. But uh, yeah, this uh, this is actually on WKTV.com. Congress introduces music tax that's troubling radio stations. Now, this is from back in April. 
But it says here, Florida Congressman uh, uh, d- uh, of the 22nd District, Ted Deutsch, introduced a bill that would tax radio stations for the music played. The American Federation of Musicians went to Congress hoping to get better compensation uh, to music creators and artists for their work. But Roser Communications Network General Manager Grant Roser said there's no need to get government involved. He said, quote, it's already been taken care of privately because there's been litigation through the court systems. And then there has been mediations to fix these problems, unquote. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. This summer, when the sun's down, turn up the fun at Cedar Point Nights. The ultimate after-dark beach party is every night from July 29th through August 21st. Dance with throwback DJ sets, challenge your friends with beach games, or just take it easy at fire pits lining Cedar Point's legendary mile-long beach. Then enjoy the new Lake Erie Luau, a food experience like no other. For a limited time, get park admission, luau tastings, and parking for just $69.99. Only at cedarpoint.com. Uh, Roser Communications Network already pays uh, between forty to fifty thousand dollars in copyright fees yearly. Uh, I assume that's the the company that owns uh, that owns this radio station that published this article. The bill introduced would add an additional five hundred dollars annually. Uh, you might think it's a fairly nominal fee for what's being uh, proposed, but those fees can change if this becomes law. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we now have our guest. I kept it uh, a surprise. Whoops. I kept it a surprise. But uh, you might recognize the uh, theme music. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That's right. Gonzo is here. Hey, 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 wow. Surprise, everyone. I tried to keep it, I tried to kind of hint, I don't know if you were listening earlier, I kind of, I, I kept it, I didn't say that you were coming in, I said, we had a surprise guest, and I said, and it is Thursday. I tried to kind of hint uh. the possibility, make people wonder, keep people guessing, that maybe, just maybe, it would be the people's mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette, because he always used to come in on Thursdays, but no, it is you. You know what? I'm, I'm flustered because something just happened to me outside. What happened? I'm outside smoking, you know, a cigarette. And uh, the cops drove by me and they were eyeballing me. And I thought, yep, they figured it. That's Gonzo from the radio, you know? Like, right. Like, always happens. And uh, then they stopped and pulled a maneuver to get, like, and then they parked right in front. And I'm like, Pfft. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I went boop, 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 keyed in, boom, smell you later. But they were coming for me, I think. You think so? I think they wanted to question me. About what? I think I look transient. You look, you're transitioning? Transient. That's not a crime. I, I think they thought I was lingering outside of a business. 
Oh. Like some people without homes do. It's the Cookie Monster shirt. Yeah. So, smell you later. I know the code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll use that code whenever I need to evade you. That's right. JK. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if they had a margarita's order to pick up. But why? I don't know. Maybe but, it was the, I made weird eye contact. But were they looking, are you sure they were looking directly at you? They were wait, They were looking at me and I waved, but I made weird eye contact and I was drawing. Okay. Do, can you explain? So I probably look like a weirdo. What is weird eye contact? What do you mean? All right. All right. You get the camera on me? Yeah. All right. So it's like you walk, you driving by, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. back to my paper, like, like looking nervous. I looked nervous. You know what you looked like just now when you did that back when I was a store manager at Fye when uh, kids would come in to shoplift from us. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that's that. that's the look they would uh, they would give. So there's a way around that, kids. What you got to do is you got to look them right in the eyes and say, "How you doing, sir?" Maybe ask them where uh, you know, yeah, the Def Leppard record is. Right. I don't know. I, I guess sometimes when a cop gives me a, a nervous look, I'll give it back. And then I tell myself, don't make a nervous look. And then I make it worse. Yeah. Sometimes I'm at Walmart and I think that people think I'm stealing when I'm not. And I act like I'm stealing. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'll give a look like, Oh crap! He thinks I'm a shoplifter. So I'm like, don't look like a shoplifter, and then I look like a shoplifter. Yeah. The way I like manically move about, and like go right to the aisle to check out, even though I need like six more things. No. I, I don't know. I get I get flustered with a certain look, but they got they had me. But they probably if I was you know if I was what they thought I was, I probably they probably like saw me beep beep beep, and they're like, oh obviously, Gonzo from the radio. Right. Well, of course. You would think they would know that anyway. I know. I got to talk to Peter about that. <laughs> Melanie in the chat says, uh, this is not a good message to the kids. Well, what, well, what isn't? Uh, possibly compared in, you know, in contrast with my, I don't, I don't know if you heard, I did a, a I public, don't steal. Uh, I did a public oh. service uh, announcement earlier. I said, you know, kids, you know, don't stab people. Oh and, yeah, uh, definitely. I'll double down on that. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good message, right? That's right. I'm trying know. to keep it positive, you know? Right. And don't shoot anyone either. Right. Right. So you're anti-shooting. Unless it's rock, paper, scissors, then you have to shoot. You have to go one, two, three, shoot. Yeah. 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 Otherwise you won't know when to go. But or, or if, uh, or if you're at a race, uh, people are about to race, you know, you have to shoot the gun so people know it's time to start running. Yeah. When are they going to get rid of that? Yeah, I don't know. In the day, the day and age we live in. Doesn't seem necessary, does it? They no, could just uh, it, uh, set off some firecrackers instead. It's a small pistola. Mm-hmm. There's no need for that. Uh, no. You know, if I'm at, the, I'm at the race, I'm about the race, and, and I'm like, that guy's got a gun. And he's like, gets nervous, gives me a look, and then I'm like, guess false, I better, guess I better start. run. False start. <laughs> yeah. DQ'd. Great. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't know. Do you ever get like you ever get that look from someone who thinks you're shady? I don't know if I've ever <laughs> noticed that. Um, I have. I I have noticed in times that I've let my hair grow long. If I have long hair, I don't. I don't get that. But I have uh, uh, long hair uh, causes homeless people to assume that I smoke. Oh. Because yeah. and I'm, by the way, I'm not just saying this to be funny. This is a hundred percent true. 
whenever I've had long hair, because I had, you know, until a few months ago, this last time I got a cut, I actually let it grow pretty long. Whenever I have long hair, homeless people will come up to me and ask me for a cigarette. Uh, they just assume I'm a smoker. I've never been a smoker. But uh, but but it doesn't happen when I have short hair. Only when I have long hair, they assume I smoke. Yeah, I, I've been getting that since I've been growing my hair out. A lot of people have been asking me for butts. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I give them, I mean, I go through. But some, you are a smoker, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Proud. Yeah. Proud smoker. Yeah. And uh, I that, give them out too. I give them all out. Do you? Yeah. Someone asked me for one, I'll give you one. See. I'll give you two. I'll give you two. I'll even go up to you and give you one when I see you picking up one off the ground. Oh. Like a stubby, they call it. Mm. I, I'll, I'll be like, put that down and uh -huh. I'll give you a fresh one. Yeah. And what they do is they put the stubby in their pocket and then they take the fresh one. And I'm like, no, put it down and I will give you one. Joe Friday in the chat says, Gonzo, your dad always asked me to bum a butt, uh, yet I never smoked. <laughs> Wait, was your dad a homeless person and Joe Friday had long hair? No, my dad had long hair and Joe Friday was homeless. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. My dad wasn't homeless, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I have long hair, so homeless people will ask me for a cigarette, and then they don't believe me. Lissy lived a double life. They, I don't know. My dad no, could have been doing that. They don't believe me because they'll ask me for a cigarette, and I'll say, oh, sorry, man, I don't smoke. And then they, uh, and then instead of being like, okay, thanks anyway, they're like, they look at me like, well, like they want to stab me, frankly, and then they storm off all angry, and it's like, sorry, uh, you know, I, I've, for whatever reason, I've decided not to ruin my health with cigarettes. I'm sorry I can't help you today, sir. Well, we don't know that. So let's not jump the gun on that. But I would say... Um, what, the smoking ruins your yeah, health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the science is in. It makes you look, it makes you look <laughs> cool, though. And, uh, no, it doesn't. If you, were a, if you were a former smoker, what you would say is, I'm sorry, I'm not a smoker. It seems to be that way. Like People who gave up cigarettes absolutely despise cigarettes so much mm -hmm. where they use that term i'm not a smoker well when i do you know as you know i'm a hypnotherapist and i help people to quit smoking and one of the things i do is i uh, give them hypnotic suggestions that they are a permanent committed non-smoker and actually they've always been a non-smoker they just didn't realize it really um i started smoking when i had my first kid which is the opposite of what people do yeah most people start when they're teenagers <laughs> or they quit when they have the first kid yeah they want to live long so you started smoking when you had your first kid yeah i need i need that break wow it's, it's a good it's a good built-in excuse to step away that's really unusual and then my wife's like i hate cigarettes i'm like i do too but you couldn't know. find anything else <laughs> something well, that's... there's a lot of worse things to do. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to do like <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't drugs. Make... But, it... <laughs> but for you to for no, you to I step could away... probably use some drugs. I'd probably be a little more normal. For you to step away and have that break, there's nothing. There's nothing remotely positive you could do for yourself. It's got to be something self-destructive. I use it as motivation. Like I use it as like a reward. You know, I try to limit it to like five to ten a day. Which is like, well, that's, that's when I'm drinking, I'll have like 10. When I'm not, I'll have like five. A lot of people are like that. They drink when they, uh, they smoke more, oh, yeah. much more Butts when they drink. Great. When you get a nice buzz. Like, well, no, like, this is not, again, this is not a good, uh, this is not some, a good public service. Sometimes message. butts we, though are disgusting. We, I'm like, I hate them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's the message. But 
Yeah, but, yeah. There you go. But honestly, like, I'll be like, I want a butt. I want a butt. I'll have a butt. I'll light it. And I'll be like, this is disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't ready like I thought it was. Yeah. But there's a couple times like, after a big dinner, you know, after a nice night with my wife, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I'm drinking some Budweiser's, or, you know, those are good times. But other, other than that, when I force it, it, people like to have one when they wake up. I don't really enjoy it that much when I wake up. Yeah. You know, but you know, I don't plan on being a smoker for long. I might start dipping. Oh God, no. <laughs> I, I I hope you're kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I knew someone in high school because when I was in high school, all the jocks at school, yeah. they, they would walk around. They would, they were, they all would dip and they would walk around with their empty Mountain Dew bottles and between classes, they'd be walking around and spitting into the bottles. It was yeah. so disgusting. Yeah, I played and, hockey, um, so I dipped during hockey. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we'd be like swear to the bear, which is like Kodiak, and then like all all my jeans had a, like a circle in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know, very jockey. Well, I had a friend uh, in high school. His name was Chance, and and he was uh, I, I was a sophomore. He was a senior, and he had a uh, they found a, he had a tumor in his bottom lip from oh. from dipping. And he was panicked because, you know, if, if that had been, I mean, he thought they were going to have to remove his bottom lip or something. It turned out to be benign, but that's, that's what can, uh, what can happen to you. But uh, Ron is on the line. Hi, Ron. Yeah, yes, he is. Um, hi, Gonzo, by the way. Um, Gonzo, how hard was it for you to quit doing the dip? Because I started like around 2000 or something and I quit, you know, only, I don't know, like maybe, uh, well, a little over a year ago, it was the hottest thing in the world to quit. I, I'd get out of bed. I wanted my dip. I, mean, I was dipping all day, and I mean, I'd reuse dips just to make if I thought my can was getting low. I was, I was. Oh God! Uh, oh. Did you put in a plug from Ron? Used? Oh, hey, can't borrow your plug. Yeah, I, I, I was never addicted to it. I just did it for peer pressure. To be honest, I never really had a problem. Oh man, it had it. its grip on me. I mean, what, what what was your brand? I, um, what was your brand? I've been hanging out on my father, so I I get a chance, not that I really want to, but I get a chance to watch a lot of, you know, his TV. And uh, they really, really have been promoting the um, quit cigarette ads, um, you know, and they're all just uh, awful um, stories. Um, and there's probably five or six different ones that are on the air. And, you know, one of them that's a uh, person died at 53 years old and, I don't know. It was just, if you've seen the commercial, you know what I'm talking about. So other than that, you know, I mean, I can't really describe it, but they're all devastating people with holes in their mouth, Mm -hmm. beautiful girls that when they were young, that, um, you know, grew up and uh, lost half their face and all of this. So it's uh, it's a bad thing. I I don't need those commercials. I have Martin Connerton for that. (laughs) Yeah. My dad is very uh, adamant. Yeah. Very helpful with that message. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, I like the one when the guy sings, oh, Elliot, don't always die from tobacco. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. And I like a nice girl who smokes. But... <laughs> I, uh, I was watching, I think it was The Simpsons quite a while ago, and uh, one of the guys on The Simpsons had a date, and they showed him shooting Banaka Blast into his mouth, and it came out the side of his mouth because he had a big hole on the side of his mouth from being a dipper. It was, it was disgustingly funny. 
<laughs> yeah, well, but but there is a serious message underneath that, which is uh, don't do that. Yeah, dips growth. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, really. I mean, thank God I got it out of my system and, uh, you know, no turning back. Although every once in a while, I mean, you know, I'd like to pack my lip, but I just, I'm, I guess I'm strong enough now where I don't do it. Good. That's it. Good. Good, Ron. Congratulations. Yes. Um, Keep your face. Ian, you get the desk. Yeah, and I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make him a congratulations card. Oh wow! For his desk. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Very nice. First time at the desk, right, Ron? Yeah. So they say I'm nervous about it. I don't know. Like I don't want to go just because if I, if I have to sit there, I'm gonna be nervous as hell. You should be nervous. It's a lot to uh, live up to. I will say this though, Ron. Oh, that's even gonna make it worse. I'll, I will say this though. You never forget your first time at the desk. I remember mine. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember mine. Yep. Um, I don't know if you can fit the microphone in your chest, though, from the desk. Like, his patented move from the helper chair. Uh-huh. He would just lean back. Oh. Put it there. <laughs> yeah. One of his best. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we'll we? We'll find out, yeah. That's right. Tune in to Retro yeah. Spectrum Radio. Yes. Al, Al, sorry, not, you're going to miss out on the pizza there, uh, Matty. Uh, yeah, if you want to swing by for a piece, come on over. Well, if I can, I will, but I'll, uh, probably not. I I I think uh, I think I'm going back to the Turkish prison for the weekend. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's I'll be, do. I'll be chained up and uh, nude, and not in a nice way. You gonna walk around in circles like in the movie? In what movie, Ron? Uh, the Midnight. Movie. <laughs> What's that? There was a movie, Midnight Something or other, about a, a guy that got locked up in a Turkish prison for uh, dealing. It's gonna be for dealing. How dare you? I didn't. I don't. Yeah. Do that. What'd you do wow, it was a great movie too. Unbelievable. Well, As a matter of fact, the guy that starred in that movie, uh, he couldn't handle success and um it went to his head and the money and the fame and the this and the that and uh it ended up killing him in the end. But uh, uh well midnight midnight run? Mid, yeah, midnight run, I think. Uh Miriam Banish, no, Midnight Run uh, Midnight Run's a different film uh with Charles Grodin. No, Miriam Banish says the the film you're thinking of, yeah, that's a classic film actually, Midnight Express. Yes. Yes, thank you, Miriam. Midnight you. Express, yep. All right, guys, that's it for me. All Thanks, right, Miriam. All right, Ron. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Camel Lights is a Turkish blend, I believe. What is? Camel Lights. The cigarette? Yeah, it says a Turkish blend on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I've never understood? And uh, I've had a lot of clients who are smokers, but I never really, I don't know, I always felt funny asking this, so I've never asked anybody, but since we're talking about it, why I'm I'm always puzzled. There's so many different brands of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, you know, anytime I've been in line at a store behind someone who's buying cigarettes, it's always this thing. They've got to have this particular brand and this particular whatever of that particular brand. And I'm just always, and I'm just standing there thinking like, wh- why, why are smokers so particular about what they're getting? Do different, Brands of cigarettes give you uh, different kinds of cancer or something, or what? What is going on here? Like, because I, I see people, they're like, "Oh no, I need that." Oh, oh wait, no, no, it's got to be that one, and and it's like, uh, what, yep. what, what's going on here? Yeah, brand loyalty. Um, me, for instance, like, and there's I, so many brands. I like a nice marble red. But, uh, but why though? Um, I figure I'm not messing around. If I'm having a butt, <laughs> I'm having a butt. I'm not gonna. Have a Marlboro Ultra Light, like some weirdo. 
Well, yeah, that does sound pretty like you know. Yeah, who would ultra, do that? Ultra light. Who would do that? <laughs> six, six four. <laughs> it's weird, but you know, um, yeah. But if I'm bumming a butt, I'll absolutely take what they have. <laughs> it's like, right. But you know, I like it when people are like, "Can I bum a butt?" And they're like, "It's menthol," and I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I'm good." Menthols are just not good in my opinion, but I think it's just a matter of preference. I mean. That's kind of what they're going for. These companies, they want you to, that's why they'll give you like, you know, free samples and stuff, which mm. is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If you go to the cons, if you go to, um, Guilford, I think it's Guilford. They have a cigarette tent there where you like, you go and they give you nice seats yeah, and they like hook you up with packs of butts. And it's like, it's so wrong. But <laughs> yeah. Nice of them, I guess. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. I'm not a smoker, but I've known a few. And, you know, some people will tell you there's there's a taste issue. But um, I knew this one person that would only smoke parliaments because they had the way they were designed in the factory. The wrapper extends about, oh, I would say... Uh, the width of two dimes past the filter. So when they put the cigarette in their mouth, the filter wasn't actually touching their mouth. There was a a little bit of extra wrapper there protecting them. And it was, it was, it was a, it was, they would, they would go without if they couldn't have that. And it's crazy, but yeah, there's all kinds of mouth, mouth feel. And of course, I guess flavor, who knows, but, but, um, there's a lot involved in it, actually. It's there's a whole, probably a whole science involved in some of it, but it's crazy. It is. I mean, <laughs> it's like Coke and Pepsi. When you're when you're thirsty, you'll drink anything. But I guess you have your favorite, and there is a difference in taste. Yeah, there but must. That's yeah. all I had to say. All right. Hanging up. All, all right. right. Bye. All right. Thank you for the call. Bye bye. I mean, he's got a, the, a cold can of Coke. Is just oh, so good. But like, I'll definitely have a Pepsi, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I Coke is my preference. I just, I'm, I'm amazed that they. I, I mean, it makes sense that there would be a difference in taste among. I mean, a lot of people would ask you, what, why don't you just drink any energy drink? You have your favorite, right? True, true. Now, if you were to grab a Red Bull sugar free, you'd probably be like, I'm good. Or is that what you drink? Oh, if I'm going to, well, Red Bull to me is like battery acid, but if I do drink a Red Bull, it will be the sugar-free one because I don't want the, the sugar. Right. I don't understand. That's another thing I don't to understand. To me, I don't is. drink those, so I'm like, whatever, an energy drink's an energy drink, but you, yeah. you get it. You probably hate some, and you like true. one brand. That is true. But well, energy drinks, though, with sugar is another thing I don't understand because, yeah, you get the caffeine, but then the sugar makes you crash, so you end up even more tired afterward. But I, I might have some, and as far as the cigarette and the taste thing, I might have some bias too because, so I, I've told this story on the show before. So my, the one time I tried a cigarette, it was in high school. I was with my friend, uh, Sean Kemp, and um, we were somewhere, I don't remember exactly where we were, we were somewhere outside, and I was curious. So Sean was a smoker, and I I was just curious. I was like, hey, can I try a cigarette? I knew if I just tried it, just trying it wasn't going to get me addicted because obviously I didn't want to be addicted to it. But I was just curious, like, what is it about it that's so great? 
that when someone tries it, they want to keep doing it to the point that they do get addicted. So I was like, can I just try one? Just, I just, I'm curious. And honestly, the taste of it, dude, it was like, I felt like I just put a spoonful of dirt in my mouth Yeah. and I was like, oh God, how does anyone do this? I can't even get past the first puff. And uh, that was my experience with smoking. So good, right? It was so nasty. <laughs> what was the setting? Were you like in a social no, environment? No, we, we or were you just we, chilling. It. We were outside. I I think we were at the I I think we were at uh, McDonald's in Concord because we were going to to Concord High, and I think we were either getting something. We were outside, and we either had just had something to eat, or we were waiting for somebody to meet somebody to go somewhere, but. I think that's where we were. I seem to remember being at McDonald's. Now, but Sean um, Kemp, did he look cool when he had it? Like you're like, well, I was he like leaning against the car? <laughs> like there's a way to do it. There's definitely a way to look cool when you're doing it. Sean uh like Kyle looks great when he does it. He looks so cool. Like he makes it look good. I I, I won't deny that. Yeah. Uh yeah, Sean well, Sean was just cool anyway. Like I, and I was such an introvert. I I never quite understood why he wanted to be my friend, but we just hit it off somehow. Because he was he was definitely not an introvert. Sean was very outgoing. Um, There's also that thing where you like you go out for a butt, you kind of run into a stranger, but you have that thing in common. I don't know. It's like when you're at a bar now that there's like no smoking in the bars. Yeah, you step outside for a butt, you bum a light, you end up small talking. It's just like. I don't know. It's like a thing, you know. Yeah, it's a so. There's definitely a, a social aspect yeah, to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, you want to go smoke a butt? Let's go smoke a butt. It right. like, gives you something to do. I don't know. Right. Right. It's, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It, it's dumb. It's not a great thing. And uh, some people look cool. I don't look cool, but Kyle looks cool. No, I'll, I'll admit it. I mean, he does. But but again, Kyle does, right? Kyle does. Yeah. yeah. He does. <laughs> but he's got that look. He's got that grizzly. I don't know. He's just got the look. Like you, you almost don't even notice that he's uh, smoking a cigarette. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> you almost don't notice. It's just like he. We won't. He won't do a, a podcast with me unless we're in an environment where he can light up. Ah, for the look. Ron is uh, calling back after this. We'll uh, probably uh, get to a break. Hey, Ron. Matt, I I can't believe the cost of cigarettes isn't a deterrent. They just, you know, they're. They've grown. They they've gone up like gasoline. Just keep going up and up and up and up and up. It's crazy. Eight, that, yeah. eight bucks right now. Mine are eight bucks, which is a lot. Well, that's another thing I hear from clients it too. Sucks. Is is when I ask because I'll always ask clients. You know what? What is your motivation to quit? And a big thing I I hear and I've always heard, but more and more over time is it's it's just too expensive. You yeah. know, it, it's it's uh, you're shelling out. So I mean, if a pack, so a pack is eight bucks. Yeah, so I'll I'll get like two packs a week. Because some people smoke two packs a day. Oh yeah, and th- so that's a <laughs> hell of a lot of money. Yeah, three packs a day. Some people like, and they brag. The people who smoke three packs a day, they're like, I smoke. They brag about it because it's like all yeah. the sovereigns they have for doing yeah. it. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Yeah, three packs. That's <laughs> sixty a day. I see you later, bye. All right, Ron. Bye bye. Yeah, good one. Good one, Ron. Yes, yes. Well, we should. Uh... He really needs Facebook comments. <laughs> he could save himself a lot of calls if he would just get the Facebook. 
I don't think he has a computer. I think he does everything on his phone. I mean, phone. we love his calls. So. Oh, absolutely. No, we love Ron. He's a great guy. I was just telling, uh, we, I was talking to Peter about that. Uh, we, we both agree that he's the best caller that we've ever had. I can't remember any better caller. Really? I mean, he slips up and he says some ignorant things, but he's old school and, you know, he shakes a lot. So Yeah, yeah. No, we love Ron. Um, remember that time when he called <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I know what time. Yeah, right. right. You must be busy. I think I know what time you're referring to. You usually do this on Monday when Jenny's here. What's that? You're just busy on the computer and you're like, right, yes. Right. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was just finding a song to play. So, um. But don't smoke. Yeah, Don't don't, don't smoke and don't stab. Don't stab, um, you know. I've been almost stabbed before, and uh, I've seen a buddy get stabbed. Actually, I heard the sound of it. It was nasty. Ooh, really? Yeah. It's like cutting meat. It sounds just like oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But Well, well, listen, so I've been listening to this. Um, I moved. You moved out of the way so you I didn't get stabbed? moved out of the way and threw my buddy in the way. <laughs> yeah, well, that's smart. You yeah. know, that's... Um, Survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, your buddy, he should have thought of it first, but he didn't, so he too healed bad up. for him. He healed up. I'm sure he did. He's sure. mad at me, though. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I'd be mad at you mm. if I got stabbed because you threw me in the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, uh, dude. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. Thank you. Plus that, and then to the, the I can thing- see you moving as well. That's the thing. I don't see you in yeah. arm's length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would definitely move. Like, if someone were trying to stab me, I'd be like, whoa, I'm getting out of the way. I mean, there's people out here that could easily look like they'll stab you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Not just you, but anyone. I don't, uh, you know, I, the uh, closest uh, 7-Eleven to where I live is the one on... Um, nah, not that one. On the west side there. Oh, okay. And... Uh, I avoid going into it because anytime I go into that particular 7-Eleven, I think, well, there's a good chance I'm going to get stabbed while I'm in here. The worst store to ever go to is Cumbies on Oh, Hanover. God, yeah. Don't go there after dude, 1 in the morning. Dude. It's just not good. I feel like I'm going to get stabbed driving past it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If, and if you park, there's like three spots. Yeah. If you park and you get a spot, you're getting prepositioned. And you have you just you just <laughs> gotta go in there. You can't go in there. You gotta just go to the go to the Seven Eleven, which is 
equally as scary, but not like Cumbies. That one is just like uh, yeah, yeah, it's eerie in there. Oh, it's, I've, it's I've the never wild west. Oh, I've never gone inside that oh. Cumbies. <laughs> it's in, yeah. Yeah, I will not go inside that. I don't like. I, I don't like. I don't like going there. But. I don't like driving past that Cumbies. Yeah. I don't like knowing that Cumbies exists. The, even yeah, <laughs> even the red light turning on to uh, Beach Street is just like it's like yeah, it's a hairy red light. It's like get me out of here. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I opened the uh, show today, by the way, with uh, you know the song uh, "Desperately" by the band Slaughter. I um. I know Slaughter a little bit. Yeah, this song is like from 30 years ago. I heard it last night on a radio show. And I'm going to play another song I heard on this radio show. There's this radio show that I listen to uh, occasionally online. And the guy has a really good playlist. Now, unfortunately, everything else he does on the show, he's kind of racist. So I don't like uh, the things he says, but I love his playlist. So what I'm trying to do is... I'm trying to play some of the same music that he plays on his show so that people don't have to listen to his show. Um, do we know who this is? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying green to, eyes. uh, green eyes, uh, like oh, a green eyed monster. Like, yes, I think so. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to play some of the uh, music that he plays. So this way you don't have to listen to his show. If you like his music, you can just listen to mine. So I'm going to play, uh, this is a uh, machine gun by warrant. I'm going to play this. I tried to listen to his show. It's awful. <laughs> it's just stupid. Oh, you do know who I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you, you posted it. I know. I know. <laughs> That is... I, I take all your suggestions. Oh, thank you. All right, so we're going to uh, take a break. We're going to play a little something and show some love to our sponsors, and then we will be back with our number two, Numero Dos, of the program. Gonzo is here with us. Uh, don't yeah. go away. More to come. Everybody, we are into our number two, a numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester, and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Uh, Gonzo is here as well at the news desk. Yes, good to be here. Good to uh, good to have you, sir. See you on your send-off for the week. Right, yes. Uh, quick uh, programming Usually note. Usually it's me, but not, to, not today. <laughs> A uh, quick programming note, if you're just joining us, uh, I will not be here uh, tomorrow uh, or Monday. Of course, Monday is uh, the holiday anyway, uh, July 4th. So uh, after today, uh, I'll be off, and then I will be back on Tuesday of next week. So uh, so tomorrow uh, will be a best of. Uh, so enjoy the best of. We have some great uh, best of episodes that we've produced uh, of the program. And uh, and then uh, tomorrow night for Retrospectrum Radio with Polly C., uh, my 
Uh, broken attendance, I'm sorry, my perfect attendance will be broken, unfortunately, but our friend Ron, uh, tomorrow night, the part of Matt Connerton will be played by Ron. Uh, Ron will be uh, at the news desk, so yeah. for tomorrow night's uh, Retro Spectrum Radio. Yeah. Maybe he can uh, Maybe he can do uh, a good uh, Matt Connerton impression. Hey, uh, hey, I heard Katie's coming, too. Yeah. Tomorrow night? I thought that was next week. Ah, snap. I don't know. I don't do a good run. I just, I can do the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I thought she was coming this week. Maybe not. Oh, maybe it is this week. I'm not sure. But uh, 603-250-6007 is the number if you'd like to join us. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. I did have to restart the uh, Facebook feed. Uh, that song that I played got us uh, booted from uh, Facebook. So I had to uh, restart that. I got a message that said uh, Sony. I think Sony Music uh, blocked the video. That only happens once in a while to us. Yep, Sony Music. So I just appeal it and then they unblock the video because we are, of course, a Federally licensed FM radio station, but uh, anyway, talk about your first world problems, huh? Yeah, but on Facebook, does that matter? Well, yes and no. Uh, it doesn't technically matter according to their rules, right. but whenever I, whenever we get a block on a video, I always appeal it, and I say in the appeal that um, we're a federally licensed FM radio station and we're discussing... Uh, news and current events, and all content is used for that purpose, and that always works. They well, almost always works. You hear that, kids? Another public service. Another event. public service. Event. What to say when appealing your video? That's right. I say I say about ninety uh, percent of the time it works. Nine times out of ten, there's once in a while a video will remain blocked because they'll reject the appeal, uh, but then they allow you to appeal it a second time. So then I'll reappeal the appeal. And then uh, eventually they give in and they unblock the video. So so it actually does work. It just doesn't always work immediately. Yeah. I, I Another thing, I've, I've never been arrested by Facebook either. Wow. You've never been in Facebook jail? No. Well, you don't, you don't post that much. Well, I'm not either. a bigot. And I'm also like, I do the live videos with Kyle, which could come across as crass, but everything we do is legal. So it's all good. Yeah. We swear, we say the F word <gasps> a lot. Like, we see the SH word too. <gasps> like, sometimes he says, shh, oh. quiet down. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys make a good team. Yeah, we're good. You have a, a certain chemistry. We've seen that also on many editions of WPYP, John Hopwood's program. You and Kyle on there together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were you and Kyle? Yeah, it wasn't on. I don't know what John's... Part, what know. happened yesterday? Well, well, I don't know. Remember he said the show's off indefinitely until right. the end of August? And right. And then I just acted accordingly to that. And then I heard that Kyle was uh, moonlighting with uh, Mike Martineau and uh, John, and they had a secret show without telling me about it. Really? Yeah. So I thought they were just going to run a repeat. Uh, I don't know. Whatever you know, so you know, you know when you feel left out, it kind of mm -hmm. sucks. It hurts. It hurts too much to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't seen this side of you. Uh, you're uh, so uh, vulnerable. Uh, well, right no, now. I have. 
I have a fear of missing out at all times. Um, that shit was a good reason for me to tell my wife I have to leave the house, <laughs> which is always great. Um, sometimes it's just too much. Get to get out of that. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have that. And, uh, you know, more importantly, Hopwood, like Kyle should stay loyal to me. I think, I don't know to just go on with Marion Banish and Mike Martineau mm -hmm. and John Hopwood. Like sounds like a party to me. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I don't know. I think he's had enough of my antics from the Leanne Rhymes song that I sang. Sang a Leanne Rhymes. I uh, I closed the show out with uh, uh, the full version. I didn't I didn't go halfway. I went fully, all the way, of all four ten, of how do I live without you? Oh wow! Yeah, check it out. Uh, Ron is on the line. No hey, way! I know, right? Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, Gonzo. I don't know if you realize it or not, but you have the same hand motions as John. What does that mean? As John, as John Hopwood? He's a lefty. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching. I was like, wow, he, he, they got the same hand motions. And uh, What, this? And that's it. I'll, uh, I'll take any other comment off the air. All right, Ron, thank you. Well, you know. Uh, I don't think I'm that way with <laughs> my wrist. Sometimes people do, though, uh, mimic other people's hand motions. For example. Uh, when I'm doing it, yeah, you're right. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Uh, by the way, and no exaggeration. <laughs> If you watch Ron DeSantis, the way he moves his hands when he speaks, it is, I don't even mean a little bit like, it is absolutely identical wow. to the way that Trump moves his hands when he speaks. You think he looks up to Trump? Yes, absolutely identical. I mean, he's trying to be, ultimately, I think he wants to be Trump 2.0, like, uh, like a, uh, a more competent, but also more evil version of Trump. But, uh, yeah, he's totally, yeah, he, his hands move exactly. It's obvious that he has studied Trump's hand movements and figured out that that's how you get to be the Republican nominee, those particular hand motions. Wow. I, so I want to be Hopwood? Apparently, you want to be John Hopwood, yes. I mean, no, not for a second. I've already done way more than he'll ever do. I'm sorry, John. Ooh. But, uh. Shots fired. I don't even know if that's true about the thing. I'm just going to start being Kyle from now on. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, all right then. That's your Kyle impression. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, very good. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Uh, we'll say hello to everybody in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, Jenny is in there, of course. Uh, Rocky Huber says, I think Gonzo is a wonderful individual with a great soul and a big heart. Uh, he says, I think his lisp completes him and his glasses make him look intelligent. Oh, yeah, you are wearing glasses today. So you said the Facebook live feed cut, right? Yes, because of the song that sure I Sure sounds like he's defending me. <laughs> huh? What it do you sure mean? sounds like he's defending me. I wonder what. It sounds I like Rocky is defending you. Yeah, right. When you when he says something like that. Oh, I think John Hopwood was uh, saying something critical of you in the previous oh, Facebook he's feed. He's being mean. Yeah, but I can't I can't see it now because it's in the previous uh, Facebook feed. That was a great call he made on Monday. A great call. Hopwood. 
I don't even remember his call on Monday. Yeah, he called in for like a while. He talked about like a um, a brothel or something, and like um, I don't even remember. It was a long-winded call. Oh, from a different number. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even recall. It was me, Matt. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what you're referring to. That was Monday. I don't know. I go to the pool every day. That was, I think that wasn't that yesterday or I the lived day the before. The best life ever. Wow. Okay. I don't know what day it was. I think it was Tuesday, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, all right. Yes, yeah, so that was a great, great, uh, great call. What do my hands do? I you see. You can't even. You you don't even know what your hands do sometimes. Right. I thought he was gonna. Ron was gonna say, you "Have the same hands as him." Well, sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, and vice versa. Right, and John's a lefty, so we could basically just. Do a puppet show together. Oh, well, that's exciting. In synchrony. Mm-hmm. Synchronicity. I don't know big words. I know them, but I can't say them. Melanie says, I never win my appeals when she appeals on Facebook. By the, Oh, by the way. To some, Mel McMel. Yes. By Back the way, up, uh, from the uh, great state of uh, Vermont. Uh, we should mention too. So in the previous Facebook feed, she she said, "I don't know if I don't know if she was kidding or if she realized that I was kidding." You know about she made a comment about you know you can't uh, support a racist just because you like his taste in music or something. But I was just kidding with all that, uh, just to uh, just to get at the uh, the person who I was making fun of because he'll he listens to the show and that'll drive him nuts that I said that that I'm mimicking his playlist so that people don't have to listen to his show. Oh, she says I knew you were kidding. Well, right. spicy milk can be confusing with that. Like when you use satire in a text form, mm-hmm. it's it's hard because she's probably trying to lead you, you know, in invoke, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, evoke. Sometimes though, she'll like she'll get real about women's rights, which is um, oh yeah, which is perfect, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Especially in these times. Sometimes she's just not even funny, to be honest. Oh. Sometimes she's good. Most times, but sometimes not not her day, you know. Oh. We all have that. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah. Oh well, she needs to stop talking about you know she is, the affair uh, she's having with my wife. Like, oh, she's having. Oh, that's right. She did mention something about uh, planned uh, touching. Yeah, yeah. And Touch I asked, too much. I asked Michelle. She's like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Like, we what? It's real. Wow. Like, I gotta go to Vermont for business. Like, what? You've never been to Vermont ever. <laughs> Sounds plain to me. I don't know. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, Crystal uh, in the chat room, from, of course, from the great state of Illinois, says she never wins her Facebook appeals either. And uh, Mel says, uh, sometimes I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, Gonzo. Well, they're not doing the right thing. They're not saying what you just said to say. She also says, I tried to break it off. She just likes my honey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, I think it means whatever you... Uh, I like local honey. It's whatever, for you. Whatever you think it means is probably what it means, uh, Gonzo. Always eat local honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's Good see. for you, though. It's wicked beneficial. Uh, did you know that uh, Howard Stern is uh, running for president? I don't believe it. Do you? Uh, probably not, but uh, I did hear him talking about it on the uh, on the air. I do uh, I do subscribe, of course, to uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. I do love uh, I do love my Howard. You know, uh, I don't believe it because he's taken this turn, or he doesn't do the things. That, you know, the the inappropriate stuff. Like, he's actually, I feel like he's kind of a, a moral high ground, almost a snob in a way about that stuff. Like, he would not like the 
younger version of himself. I don't feel like this is, I don't know, maybe I'm contradicting myself right now, but it seems like he, maybe he is. You know what? Maybe he's just not, maybe in the back day when he would have, you know, Ku Klux Klan members on as a bit and stuff, like he would never do that now. Yeah, so, da- uh, Daniel Carver. You're talking about uh, Dan- yeah. Daniel Carver. Who Holly was a, weird squares and stuff. Daniel like, Carver, who was a, a grand wizard for the KKK, would go on the show. And basically the bit was they'd be making fun of him. They'd be ridiculing him right to his face. But Carver was too stupid to realize he was being goofed on. And that's what made it funny because they were making fun of him right to his face. And he was... Just so wrapped up in his, in his bigotry, he had no idea what was going on. True, but things were being said and aired. Yeah. And there was laughter, whoever would laugh. But right. it is nothing he would do now. No. Um, in fact, don't you, like, w- with his America's Get Talent stunt stint he did, mm-hmm. like, he was very straight-laced, I feel like. It's a different kind of Howard now. So, hey, I mean, the olden, maybe in the 90s, I'd be like, this is obviously a bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe uh, I did contradict myself because uh, that's interesting. He'd be what, Democrat, I assume? Uh, I think he'd he'd run as an independent. I mean, he's certainly more left-leaning now. I mean, he, um, fame will get you. <laughs> he, used, he used to be a Republican, but, uh, you know, the, the party just kind of has uh, shoved uh, some people leftward. Uh, yeah. do, do you feel like a famous, fam- like a, a George Clooney type, like would always have a better chance now like well the thing is because we're in ina- ina- what is it enamorated enamored yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enamored by celebrity yes well I, you know before I trump thought. ran i mean it was always kind of an open question what would happen people would talk about this and even fantasize about it what would happen if a major celebrity like an a-list celebrity like tom cruise's name would often come up or will smith <laughs> What if a what if a major celebrity decided to run for president? Would they win? And then we found out with Trump, yes. I mean, it was a joke. Obviously, it, it all started with Comedy Central's roast of him. It with, was the uh, White House. Well, it was the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Well, that's where he got uh, picked on by Obama, right? Right. Yep. And then he did this. Uh, roast of Trump, and he ended the roast with a speech. Oh yes. But he came in as president. Yeah, his inauguration speech he did, and he was racist in it. He was giving jokes back to the people who would say, you know, it's a roast. But that was like his. Let's let's put this out there, and he's like, I'm running for president. It's like, okay, Trump, right? You know, even when he like, I don't know. I remember going to Amsterdam way back. Yeah, and Peter White's like, what do you think of this Trump thing? Like what? That America is just like crazy. Like, <laughs> but even everyone's like, well, he won't win the primary. He won't win the primary. And all of a sudden, like, you know, once he won the primary, it's like, oh boy. I knew he was oh, going to win. By the way, I I never understood why people thought that he wouldn't win the primary. Oh, his debate skills were amazing. To, well, to me, it was obvious to just, America, right, to the crowd. Right, right. Well, looking at the polling data, I remember seeing polls. Leading up to the New Hampshire primary that had Trump at like 30%. And then the next closest person would be, say, Marco Rubio with 8% and 
Rand Paul had 6%. Meanwhile, Trump's like 30%. And people still were like, oh, there's no way Trump's going to actually win the New Hampshire primary. That can't possibly be happening. I'm looking at the polling data going, this this is not this is not an aberration. Uh, uh, it, it was, Jeb know. Bush was like the guy. And then he picked him off. And then he was just going after the leader. Whoever is next, he would focus on them. Yeah. And he would just like... Like a crowd around a bully picking on people. Yep. Just saying, but, but saying great one liners. And like, yeah. I mean, those debates were awesome. I, and I wasn't a fan of him. Right. But I wouldn't miss it because he's just so unpredictable. And it's like, you take a formal setting, like presidency, running for president, I think everyone was like, at some point, he's going to say something so stupid mm-hmm. that he's gone because it happens to politicians all the time. But he got a free pass on the stupider things he said, the more popular he got. Yeah. He would say some dumb things, too. Well, I think with the debates, too, with the 2016 Republican debates, it, it was um, he was able to show a side of himself that I think at that time most Americans identified more with about him. It was He was sort of because he was having fun. He wasn't taking yeah. it overly seriously. Which, which is what I think to some people was was kind of likable about him. Um, he picked, I mean, it was a good year. That was that was back when he still had a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Because the guy did change. Still a one-termer, though. Yeah. Who I didn't. I if I were to guess whether he'd win the first time, I'd say no. And if I were to guess the second time, I'd say yes. I didn't think Biden would beat him. Yeah. I mean, on paper, he shouldn't have. In my usually. The incumbent wins. I mean, it's kind of what happens. By the way, uh, Abigail Jem is in the chat room and asks a great question. Uh, Matt, uh, do you equate Trump with an eight with A-list celebrities like Tom Cruise and Will Smith? Yes, I do. And I'll tell you why, Abigail. I know a lot of people wouldn't put Trump in the same category. You know, they'd say, well, no, he's not an A-list celebrity. He wasn't an A-list celebrity before he was president. He was a reality TV star. He was known for... Uh, you know, being a, a real estate developer in New York and stuff. But here's the thing, though. In terms of level of fame, I would put him, even before he ran for president, I would put him on the same level as Tom Cruise or Will Smith because Donald Trump, everybody in America, just like with Tom Cruise and Will Smith, everybody in America knew who Donald Trump was. Yep. Do- Donald Trump was absolutely a household name in that regard on the same level as Tom Cruise and Will Smith. Donald Trump, never a movie star, and, and we do kind of put movie stars in that very, very top-tier category. Movie stars are at the very top of the celebrity food chain. So in terms of where he would land on the food chain, you know, a, a reality TV star because of The Apprentice, much lower than a movie star. But in terms of actual quantifiable fame, name recognition, I, I would put Trump in the same category. Everybody in America knew who Donald Trump Donald was. Donald Trump. Come on. Then he, let me Nelly sang about him. Oh, yeah, his name would show up in hip-hop songs. And like Donald kind of, yeah. Trump. Was the, yeah. yeah, he was already, even before The Apprentice, he was already kind of a... Um, a, a Trump el- Plaza. An, an, yeah. I mean, he's Trump. Yeah, yeah. An, an element in terms of pop culture. Even Yeah, even before The Apprentice, everyone knew who Trump was. Or at least I think most people did. And then, of course, with The Apprentice, everyone knew. So Probably more famous than Tom Cruise in a um, household way. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the name Tom Cruise is popular, but Donald Trump is just like... Everybody knows who Tom Cruise is. When you're four years too, old, yeah. you're like, I want to be rich. I want to be Donald Trump. Right, right. You know? Yeah. 
you play Monopoly, you talk about Trump. It's just... Yeah. That's another thing. Like, Monopoly is based on Atlantic City, right? Yeah. How how do you work that one out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crystal uh, says in the chat, remember when Trump and I think Marco Rubio were slamming each other's mm sizes? Yes, well, at one point they were talking about hands. Yeah, yeah. But, it's awesome. Uh, but it's awesome. They say, you know, Rubio pointed out Trump has small hands, but of course we know what they were really talking about. What? Well, it's just, you know, you know what they say, uh, small hands, uh, small uh, 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 arms. But, uh, wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. You you showing off. I'm not going to. I don't get it. I won't even try. I, I don't know even know what you mean, but. I won't even try to compete. I am Irish. My hands are dirty. What's that mean? I, oh, boy. What have you been doing with that hand? I don't even know. Whatever Hopwood's doing, apparently. <laughs> well, my goodness. He's my hero now. That's He's my right. hand hero. That's right. He's your hand hero. <laughs> uh, Abigail also says, didn't Howard change a bit when he got married the last time? Didn't she tame him a bit? Actually, the truth is, Howard's show is still pretty raunchy a lot of the time. It's not... Uh, there's this there's a perception of Howard that he's much much tamer now um I don't think that's true it, the show still gets pretty raunchy however he is definitely more he's more PC in some ways um but he's also he's evolved you know I mean do you really want to listen to a 68 year old man interviewing porn stars and strippers you know he, he's so he's he's evolved and and he is in some ways now, more well-known for his celebrity interviews. You know, he gets A-listers on his show to interview, and he's kind of become, you know... He's a great interviewer because he'll get to the point, get to the point, like... Yeah. And people will talk about things like they don't talk about anywhere else. Right, yeah. He's excellent at that. He's excellent at making his guest feel comfortable and, and sort of protected in a way. And because he can do that, he can ask a guest very personal questions. Yeah. That if, if anybody else asked, you'd be like, Ugh. you know, you'd be kind of squirming a little bit. But because it's Howard and because he makes you feel safe. Ian, it's kind of like, don't go to Howard Stern unless you're prepared to talk about this stuff. And like, the stigma of going to Stern is like, like if their PR guy is going to be like, look, he's probably going to ask you about, you know, you know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. 
We love it and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Whatever. Like, one of the greatest... This sounds pretty... Um, I'll get made fun of this, but... <laughs> The Harry Styles interview he did yep. was just so good. He I had, heard that. Yep. He had him talking about things that, you know, he wouldn't talk about on GMA. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. But great stories, you know, yep. like interesting, you know, like, like he's not going to talk about Taylor, t- dating Taylor Swift to anyone else. Yeah. You know, but he'll talk about it, you know, there. Yeah. But I think when you go into Stern, you you got to be prepared to give up the goods or he doesn't really want you there. Right. You know, like, and he does long form. You know, they're usually a couple of hours. That's true. Also, yeah, like the Hillary one. I mean, oh yeah, the Hillary Clinton yeah, interview. She, she came in Lucy Goosey. You didn't wear her little thing that she the the patented blue. You oh, know. the pantsuit. Yeah, she. I don't. I don't think she wore it, but she was kind of laid back, and he was able. She didn't give up too much, but he would ask her about you know how'd you deal with Bill and stuff like that. Right. And, right. Yeah. You know, she was good in it. Actually. Yeah, she did a good job in that. And he doesn't, but he can ask. He can ask personal questions without ever coming off as, um, you know, he doesn't. He well, well, actually, let me put it this way: he doesn't come across as the idea of what some people have of him or or would expect him to come across. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if like if you've never listened to a Howard Stern interview and you have and you perceive him as how he was. Back in, you know, when shock jock wasn't quite such a dated term, you might not expect him to be the quality of interviewer that he is. And he does know, he certainly does stay within certain boundaries. You know, he's not going to say something inappropriate to Hillary Clinton during that No, interview. not her. And he knows how to interview. He knows, he starts everything off with a compliment first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, love you, love what you're doing. Yep. Thanks for coming. And then gets him at ease and then he can do a layup and then he kind of progresses into the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a great interview. He knows the style. But know what he did do is had Trump on a lot. Mm-hmm. And Trump was disgusting on there. Talking about, like, you know, giving girls number, like, one to ten. Yeah. Rating them. You know, who have you betted? And, like, he's just like, yeah, yeah, her, yeah, yeah, she was all right. Yeah. Right. You know, bragging about his accomplishments. And in same situation, Trump would be so stupid that, he didn't know he was being baited and goaded into saying all this stuff. Oh, I disagree there. You I think it was buddy, buddy and pal. Like, what? Well, I, I don't think it's well, how, I mean, of course, Howard hates him now. He's, he's disgusted. He oh yeah. He, he's disgusted by Trump. But, um, yeah, I, but I, I no, I think, uh, I think everyone knew the deal. I think Trump went on. If you, if you look back at those appearances of Trump on the Howard Stern show, I think Trump knew the deal and I think he was having fun. I think he actually came off as likable back in those days because he actually had a sense of humor about himself. He never expected to be president at the time when this is like oh, he, peak 90s, dude. like pink tied, well, like yeah. douchebag Trump. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, But if you ask me, he didn't expect to be president on election night like either. Pouty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, but he um, maybe you're right. I mean, I don't think he. Oh, I don't think he expected to win. I think he wanted to. I, I think. I think he wanted what came with it. Yeah. I think he 
wanted to win the primary because then he gets all eyes on me at this point. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected him to win, but I think he tried to win because he was going to three cities the night before it. He came to Manchester the night before the election, mm -hmm. and then he flew out. to a, He went to three rallies that night. Like, yeah. He was trying to win. I don't think he was trying to win. I'll tell you why. So Why would he go to three cities the hours before the polls? Yeah, like, here's, here's the thing about that. I remember... So this was before before I was doing the show here, but at the time I was I was doing this show just online as a weekly podcast, and I had the television edition of the show that I would do on Channel 23, and I remember talking about this specifically. If you, at the time, if you looked at Trump's uh, travel schedule, he was going to, he was doing this thing where instead of, you know how traditionally when you're campaigning for the presidency, you spend a lot of time in swing states, you don't bother with the states you know you're going to win, and you don't bother with the states you know you're going to lose. So here he is as as the uh, Republican nominee. There was really no reason for him to spend any time in his home state of New York or in New Jersey or, you know, any of these northeastern blue states that he couldn't possibly win. But what he was doing was, instead of going and doing the—apparently Trump doesn't like traveling very much. He likes to be home in his own bed at night. So what he was doing is he was just going to, like— He'd go and give a speech in New Jersey. He'd go and give a speech in Rhode Island. He'd go and give a speech, you know, in in uh, in Maryland. He'd, he'd give speeches in places where he could fly home and still be in his own bed at night. And I remember pointing, and no, by the way, nobody else pointed this out, but I noticed that, and I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, he's not trying to win. This is not how you win an election. Now, of course, he won anyway. I mean, he lost a popular vote by $3 million, but he still won the Electoral College. But I remember at the time thinking, he doesn't look like he's trying to win. He's going to places close to home. He came here the night, not even the primary, the night for the general election. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. and Why he's trying to win New Hampshire so bad where he has to come here the night before and get one in. <laughs> yeah. And fill the place up. Yeah, because it's an opportunity to come here and fill the place up. Sell merch. Yeah, all, all, all of that. But, so much merch. But I don't believe I don't believe he expected to win, and I don't like I said I don't think he was trying. He wasn't spending time in swing states. He was spending time in states that he was going to lose well, anyway. Well, how about it? Here's a contrarian way of thinking. Did he turn any of those automatic losses into wins because he did that? No. Sometimes when you play your hand on purpose wrong, it kind of plays you, kind of plays itself right. No, I don't think he carried a single blue state. I think he only, you know, he obviously he carried some swing states, or he wouldn't have won the electoral uh, vote. But uh, he lost New Hampshire, right? Yeah, New Hampshire. We've kind of assimilated into the Northeast in terms of uh, we we haven't a Republican hasn't carried New Hampshire in the presidential since two thousand. Uh, George W. Bush carried New Hampshire in two thousand. But then in 2004, we went for John Kerry, and then it's been blue ever since. In our primaries, have been not effective. Like, whoever we pick for the primary doesn't usually win the nomination, correct? Um, I mean, we picked no. Bernie twice in a row. Yeah, true, true. Uh, but and then for some reason, all of a sudden, Biden's the nominee. I woke yeah, up Bi like Biden won the nominee. I'm like, wait, when did that happen? Yeah, Biden. I thought Bernie was doing good. <laughs> Biden uh, did terrible. Uh, Super in, Tuesday in, 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 in New Hampshire. Biden. Biden owes, didn't even come here though. 
Did he? He came here, but he got out. He got out of New Hampshire at like three o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, bounced quick. Like, but well, so Biden's strategy was pretty risky, but it paid off. He tried to do what Giuliani tried to do uh, when Giuliani ran for president, which was basically not worry too much about Iowa and New Hampshire and and put his chips on South Carolina. Except Biden actually pulled it off. Biden. Biden owes his presidency to, to Jim Clyburn in South Carolina. That endorsement of Jim Clyburn, when Clyburn said, we know Joe, but more importantly, Joe knows us, that sealed the deal for Biden. If Biden had lost South Carolina, that would have been it. Uh, you know, yeah, right? Uh, Pete Buttigieg or somebody might be president right now. Well, Bernie would have probably... Or, oh, uh, yeah, probably it. Bernie, yeah, actually, yeah. Seems um, like Bernie, I don't know, Bernie... <laughs> Bernie would probably be more effective in some ways, to be honest. But he was considered old. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, that was his thing. But, like, we're literally talking about 80-year-olds running for president now. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, with Trump, we elected the oldest president uh, in American history until we elected Biden, who's it, even older. Bi- it, Biden will be 82. If- but everyone said when Biden won. Did you not say it? Did everyone say it? That Biden, when he's running at least, at least when he's running, He'll be a one-term president if he wins. Didn't that was like his thing? He wouldn't. Bernie wouldn't. I mean, uh, Biden wouldn't admit it. Right. But the people would always say, if Bi- if Biden wins, it'll be a one-term presidency because of you know his his age and you know the narrative that he's losing his marbles, which I don't see that much of, to be honest. I don't know. No, it's I mean, pointed out every if everyone pointed out every little nuance I did, people. Would, think i need to get committed like yeah you know but he's pointed out you know i haven't heard him uh, see him smell a hair in a while yeah he seems to have uh, tamed his uh, hair sniffing like ron quit dipping like Mm -hmm. he quit that must be tough well you know i'm not supposed to uh, reveal this publicly but i actually did a hypnotherapy session with uh the president biden uh when he was here for the new hampshire primary and i hypnotized hypnotized him to not uh, sniff hair anymore you told me off the air. Yeah. Well, now it's out in the open. But I, I'm um, good at keeping secrets. You are. You are. Absolutely. But do you think, okay, is Biden going to run again? Because what I hear on Fox News, which I like to listen to on the radio, I like to be well-versed. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I, I don't know why. Glenn Beck's just grown on me. He's such a funny dink. <laughs> I, I, like I, I, I sort of get that. He has a very soothing voice. He's entertaining. And I like to know things, but what I'm hearing is he's getting pressure. So just step down, Joe. Like, but Biden's like, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going, I'm going. And ultimately it is Joe Biden's decision, correct? Or yes. are there powers that, that like, if you listen to some people, the president isn't running anything. He's just a figurehead, <laughs> but Still, I would like to think that Trump bucked that theory it's the illuminati right would you agree that like trump kind of peed on that theory like trump did what he wanted to do and we th- then some we thought so at the time gonzo but now we know that the illuminati was actually right. uh, controlling trump the whole time bro bro you think even you think obama ran the country bro <laughs> they all they're all like oh my god so i mean in that sense like they would just Bro, the president's picked for you before the, even the election starts. What are you doing? Like, why do you vote? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think it does matter. Yes. And uh, you get a sticker. 
it's very um it's a big subject right I voted facebook <laughs> it's already a big subject um will biden run again of course he's saying he's going to the democrats are in a terrible position they don't have anyone on the bench is what i hear i don't think it's that they don't have a strong bench like the republicans do i don't think it's that i think that well, I mean, there's there's other reasons why they're in a bad position, but they're in a bad position as far as the presidency because what do you do? There's no graceful way out of this. Biden, if Biden does run for re-election, he'll be 82 when he begins his second term. And as much as I try not to be ageist, he doesn't seem like a young 82. Bernie is even older than Biden, and yet anytime I see Bernie on television, he seems exactly the same, he, and he yeah. seems... You know, he's he's he seems strong. He seems meant. You know, whether you agree yeah. with him or not, he seems mentally very clear, competent, competent. Very yeah, competent. Ber- Bernie doesn't seem like he's li- and that heart attack that Bernie had. I think actually did him some good. Uh, he seemed actually healthier afterward. You know, I, after having the surgery. I think it hurt him in the polls, though. It probably did because yeah. then people worried about his health. Yeah, keep that on the rack. But I remember that first <laughs> that first debate though. After he came back from from uh, having uh, open heart surgery, I was like, "Wow, oh, yeah. he, he's he actually seems better." I was thinking, "Be careful, you're, yeah. you're at risk." Yeah, yeah, but no, he he seemed healthy. But Trump is how old now? Trump is seventy eight. So he's a little younger than saying, Biden. So 77? Biden, Biden is what? Biden now? is seventy nine. Okay, so same thing with Trump though. Like, if it's Biden versus Trump. You can't make the argument either way because we're talking about 82 and 81. Yeah. You know? So how old is Kamala Harris? She's, uh, I think she's... And did I say it right? Kamala. Okay. Why do I... Is it the Republicans that call her Kamala? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, yeah. But, right, but, 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 but I want to call her what she wants to be called. Republicans like to mess with people's names intentionally, though. Yeah. For example, Republicans like to uh, call Maggie Hassan. They call her Maggie Hassan That's because racist. because they think by by making her name sound less Anglo yeah. that they're being clever and smart. I cannot tell you how many Republicans I've heard refer to her as Maggie Hassan, and they do it with the smirk on their face like they think they're being so clever. It's not clever. It's hack. Or they're but, trying. Um, they're trying to imply, you know, the yeah uh, Middle Eastern. Exactly. Thing too. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Kamala, I think is fifty-one or fifty-two. So that's a big difference. Now, in theory, again, if Biden's a puppet and she's president, what's the difference? Why not have someone that kind of? But but her voice is so hard to hear. She's Kamala. She's very whiny. Yeah, she's tough to listen to. Like she's like, she reminds me of like you know, like uh, like uh, someone you hear at the Little League Park, like a mom that's just like, <laughs> yeah, but I hear she's she smokes marijuana. <laughs> well, the thing about her is I don't know. I guess that's superficial of me, but. She has a strange, the thing that hurts her is she has a strange habit of, she and, and she's all, it's, it's happened two or three times, but of course everything gets magnified in people's minds, especially if they're predisposed to not liking someone. There's been these instances where she laughs and I think it's just a nervous tick, but she laughs at inappropriate times. And it's very bizarre. That's awesome. Like she was overseas and asked about, uh, 
you know, the situation as far as the United States taking in Ukrainian refugees. And she starts laughing. And she's like, <laughs> well, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And it's like, what the hell is so funny? And, and again, I think it's just a nervous thing where she isn't quite sure how to answer a question. So she laughs and mentally she's buying time while she formulates her answer. I think that's maybe what's going on there, but it's very, it doesn't come off well. It's really off-putting. Do you think if Biden doesn't run, it would be because he has a good relationship with her and he wants to set her up or she's the number one best shot they have? Do you think there's a chance Biden doesn't run and it won't be her that gets the nomination? You, the, or, and will would, she run? That would be awkward. She would run, correct? I think so. Okay. I think she would be the nominee. Would she beat Hillary Clinton? Oh, Hillary's not. Why? You think Hillary's going to run? Well, there's always, she just comes up. I know. From time to time. But she's also, she's she's pushing, she's pushing 80. I know. Yeah. And I hate to, I, by the way, I hate to be ageist. I mean, my God, there's, there's, you know, people who live to be a hundred who still have, you know, physically, obviously they, they slow down, but they still have all their marbles, but that's politics. But, like, but we need younger, we need younger. this. We can't, we can't, uh, I keep, mean, you know, when Obama came in as a, that young, you know, yeah. Whoa, watch out world. Like yeah. talk about getting momentum. You know, that was awesome. Yeah. We need, we need to start electing uh, younger people again. Like, you know, Obama who was, the, you no, know, the knock against Harris is, and I would have a problem with this if I was her. Obviously, she's going to take the vice presidency. But Biden came out, and I believe he said, I'm going to nominate a black woman. Did he not say that? Oh, and, to, then, to, and then picked from a pool of that. To the Supreme Court, you mean? Was it that? Yeah, she okay. said. Uh, well, he, maybe I got it wrong then. That's another thing. That, that would bother me if I was that nominee, though, because... It would make me feel like, well, I am filtered right now. Mm. Like, pick me for peak. Pick me for me. Don't say it, though. Don't, like, whoever I pick is going to be in this field of stipulations. Because it makes me feel like, well, why don't you just pick that person? Why do you have to say that? What you're doing is that's an attention grab for yourself, and you're trying to make people like you. It was well, it, yeah, it worked though. It was smart but, for him but, to say but that. But just do it though, because you, do you know the backstory behind that? He said that during the South Carolina primary debate when he was trying to win South Carolina, Jim Clyburn was there that night. Okay, Clyburn has told the story. It's really interesting. That's why Jim, you're good at this stuff. Jim Clyburn was there at the debate, of course, because he's you know from South Carolina. And he went and he approached Biden during one of the commercial breaks and basically said to him, look, you've got to say this. Promise me you'll get this out tonight. You will say these words that you will nominate a black woman. That's the only way we can pull this off. You've got to say it. And he was getting frustrated with Biden because Biden hadn't uh, said it yet. Turned out Biden was saving it for late in the debate. Smart strategy. And it worked. Wait, this is the same guy that got... Joe elected, right? Jim like, Clyburn, yep. yeah. Okay, yep. so wow, Joe, don't forget about Clyburn. Joe Biden, Better send him a card. And I don't think it's hyperbolic to say this. Joe Biden owes his presidency to Jim Clyburn, Congressman Jim Clyburn. Without Jim Clyburn, there is no President Biden. I I truly believe that. Right. I wonder if Biden. Yeah, right. Biden oh. probably. Oh, I'm he sure said he, it. I'm he sure said he realizes. He yeah. said the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, 
I didn't know that little tidbit. That's a very political uh, talk show of you. Thank you. Um, well, it's kind of what I do. I just, if I was, if I was picked for something and they're like, I'm going to pick an artist who has paint on their hands and <laughs> wears glasses with no lens in them only. And I'd be like, oh, that's, I got a good shot at this. But then when you get picked, it's like, kind of like, well, there's other artists that do have real glasses. Right. And they do have <laughs> clean hands that are better than me. So it's like, but I was picked because, you know, I'm checking boxes here. Right. I don't know. I know that, what you that mean. That wouldn't bother you to get that position because of that? Um, I mean, I agree that it needed I don't know. to be I, done. And all, the, all these uh, movements we're making, you know, are awesome. Yeah. It seems to be that they could still be there and would still be there if they didn't mention that fact. I don't know. It just seems like... I know what you mean. Kind of like it takes away from their accomplishment when you say that first. And now the three people he's picking from are all women and all black. Right. So he just said that. So it's like, okay, well, I'm in this field because I'm a woman and I'm black. Right. You know, so when you win, you're the best of those three. But it just takes away from the accomplishment. I think he should just pick it, and then I know what you're saying. But if it did get him win, but, I mean, politics is a weird game. So right, that's the thing. If he hadn't said those words to begin with, I don't yeah. think he'd be president. Yeah. You're right. You know, unless Sucks. you get to sell a lot of uh, dignity to get to where you want to be. <laughs> right. Well, in politics, that's certainly true. Absolutely. That's why I'm over eight in all my elections. <laughs> By the way, uh, before we run out of time... Uh, I just don't care. <laughs> Tony, Petrello is, <laughs> Tony Petrello is in the chat room. Uh, he says, I bought a nice pair of sneakers from Gonzo the other day. Thanks, Gonzo. Tell him the sole already fell off. Yeah, well... Wow. That wasn't really... Uh, I was just shadowing that day, but... Uh-huh. Oh. Anytime anyone comes into Foot Locker and asks for me, uh -huh. I appreciate it because... I don't get commission for the first month, but uh -huh. it builds up my, uh, it makes me look good to the, to the head ref. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, Rocky Uber says, I remember you talking about that, Matt Connerton. If you remember Biden was hiding in his basement. So the theory was Trump wasn't campaigning as much because of that. Oh no, I wasn't talking about uh 2020 Rocky, the 2020 uh, campaign. I was talking about 2016. Um, in 2016, I, I didn't feel like Trump was trying to win in 2016 because he was going, like I said, he was going oh. to going to places he was going to lose anyway, just so he could be home in bed at night. I wasn't talking about no 2020. Trump, Trump was trying was to win. Trying to win in 2020. Trump was desperate to win in 2020. <laughs> he's a sore, sport. He's, Trump <laughs> is Trump is still trying to win the 2020 election. Yeah, uh, apparently, still appealing it. Yes, yes. Uh, um, what a motivator though to win this one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, huh? I mean. He's definitely running 100% in your mind, or is he? Oh, uh, Trump? Yeah. Um, not he, 100%. No. I mean, he could pass. I. It's the only way that I feel like it's going to happen. I think if he runs, he'll win the nomination. Um, I think Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, might be a legitimate threat. So I'm not as confident that Trump, uh, as confident that Trump will be the nominee as I was. Philly blackballs him from the party just by picking on him. He, yeah. he has a knack for doing that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, 
Ryan DeSantis is a wannabe of me, you know, like he'll just come up with something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because Trump, like I never seen when I went to his rally, I had to see it. I just had to see it. So I went. Yeah. You don't see Obama merch on every five feet, like flags and hats and like, Oh, it's a, it's wild. It's a cult of personality. So they want that back. Oh yeah. They want that guy back. No, I mean. They're going to get him. They're going to get him at least for the primaries in the election, you know. I always say most Republicans I know don't like Trump. Most Republicans I know are deeply, deeply in love with Trump. And and that love is unconditional. There's nothing that man can ever do that will. uh, Like oil. Nope, this is uh, this is Ron calling for a a quickie because we're about out of time. Hi, Ron. It is a quickie. I I know you're out of time. But wasn't, didn't Trump actually get kind of like impeached um yes no uh twice yes but that does not prevent so how him. can you run for office if you've already been impeached it's uh, like when you get a, a, a charge in a court of law and you beat the rap it doesn't count yeah it really um yeah there's really no teeth to it ron um you can accuse he, anyone anytime yeah he's he's free to run again uh he can uh, yeah it, it really doesn't uh doesn't it doesn't matter gotta lose um, right? All right. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you could just, if it really mattered, you just impeach him for anything, and then he wouldn't be able to run. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks. All right, Ron. Thanks for the call. Take care. If you do one more, you can break the record. <laughs> well, Ron will be here uh, tomorrow yeah. night for Retro Spectrum Radio, of course. Yeah. Uh, just uh, if you're just joining us, we're almost out of time, but uh, this is my last show of this week. Uh, I will be off tomorrow. I have something else to attend to. Uh, and of course, Monday is the holiday, July 4th. So I will be back on Tuesday of next week. So, uh, hope everyone uh, has a great weekend and, uh, a great, uh, July 4th and hope everyone is safe and be careful with the firecrackers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lose a knuckle and, uh, don't you know, lose a knuckle. Matt, and- Matt, you told me off the air what you're doing and I think it's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, I love our, I love our relationship. You know, right it's now. all about, uh, family here. It, it's all about the kids, you know, I appreciate gotta, it. Gotta do something for the kids. I need to know stuff. Sure. And, um, yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be back Tuesday. So tomorrow, uh, a best of uh, will air. Oh, Although, what about me and Kyle? I well, thought we were doing the show. Well, you can, uh, you Unleashed. know. Do you have a key? No, we will, we know the code. Oh, well, there you go. Right, well, have, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> no, we can't do Unleashed in the studio as as you. Uh, if I, I actually would be fine with it, but Peter would have to be here with you to run the, run the board. <laughs> if you can talk, if you can talk Peter into doing that, if you guys want a guest host. What if I get Acevedo to do it right before his show? <laughs> Let's just forget about it next year. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I, I don't, uh, I don't have any objections to that. I think that'd be, I call Mac on it in. I think that would be cool. I think that would be cool. All right. Uh, so <laughs> it would never happen. We that's not, not necessarily the case. Actually, I can see that. I can see a, a scenario where that could play out. All right. If you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Don't and, tease uh, us like that. What? You can see it happening. I can see I can see a scenario where that could be arranged. Probably just not. It's, it's probably too last minute to do it tomorrow, but I can I can imagine that. All right. All right. Well, bye, Manchester. I love you. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. <laughs> imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.